but fornication, all uncleanness or covetousness, that it not be once named among you as become a saints, neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather the giving of thanks. For this you know, that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man, who is an idolater, hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Do not be a partaker with them. Welcome to the Unchanging Word Bible Study. Dr. John G. Mitchell often asked a question that is still inscribed on the library wall on the campus of Multnomah University. Don't you folks ever read your Bibles? It is quite evident that he did. Dr. Mitchell once forgot his Bible in his office when he arrived to teach a graduate level class on the Minor Prophets. Without a pause, he quoted the scripture for the day word for word from memory. Dr. Mitchell knew his Bible. Many were blessed by his Bible teaching, and today we invite you to share in those blessings by listening to the Unchanging Word Bible Study. The name of our study, The Unchanging Word, highlights the fact that God's Word has not changed. What God reveals in His written Word was true in the past, is still true today, and will be true tomorrow. The truth in God's Word was, is, and always will be true. God never changes. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Life begins at Calvary, there my Savior died. He took my place and by His grace came with me to abide. All I need for living is mine by just believing. Life begins at Calvary, life that never ends. Dr. Mitchell will be looking into verses 3 through 7 here in chapter 5 of Ephesians on the Unchanging Word Bible broadcast. Welcome. He begins by showing how we ought to walk in Christ, as shown in chapters 4 through 6. We are to walk in the unity of the Spirit, and then we are to walk in a new creation in Christ Jesus, created in righteousness and true holiness. And then here in chapter 5, we are to walk in love as beloved children. Well, here's Dr. Mitchell with our study in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 3 through 7. We again come to you, friends, and as we study the book of Ephesians, we pray the Lord will make it unusually precious and clear to your mind, and then to make it warm and living in your own lives and hearts. We're in the fifth chapter of Ephesians, and we're dealing with the fact that we are to walk in love. I may be permitted to spend a moment or two in starting in at chapter 4 through 6, verse 9, we have the walk of the believer in Christ, how God expects us to walk. In chapter 4, in the first 16 verses, we are to walk in the unity of the Spirit. And then, from there to the end of the chapter, we are to walk in a new creation. We don't belong to the old we have put on a new man who after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. And then we start in chapter 5. Uh, we are to walk in, in love. And runs right on down through to verse, to verse 7. This is what we're dealing with in our lesson. We are to walk in love. You now sometimes I think these chapter divisions, uh, if they were ruled out, it would be 
in some way easy for us to get the connection. For example, chapter 4 ends, we ought to love one another and forgive one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. Therefore, be followers of God as his children. If I claim to be a child of God, it means that I'm in union in life with him. And God wants you and me as long as we're on earth. That's why he leaves us here. He wants us to display in our lives, by our works, by our words, by our actions, our attitude, he wants us to display to the world something of the character and love and the grace of the Lord. I'm a child of God. Then how should I live as a child of God? And I'm to walk in love. And the, and the pattern for this is in verse 2. Love is manifested by sacrifice. God manifested his love to you and me by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. He removed the barrier between man and God, and God wants to shower his love upon everyone who will come to him. I don't care who you are, my friend. I don't care what your background is or what you know. I know one thing. God loves you. And he manifested his love by sending his son, Jesus Christ, to put away the barrier of sin between him and you. You can become a child of God, eternal, redeemed, justified, reconciled, just by putting your trust in the Savior. And then he begins to appeal to those who are saved how they should walk. And the first thing is he, he gives us a warning, verses 3 to 6. He warns us concerning sins that dishonor the Lord, sins that should not be in the life of a Christian. Now let me read it to you. But fornication, all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as become a saints. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather the giving of thanks. For this you know, that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man, who is an idolater, hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you by, with vain words. For because of these things come of the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Do not be a partaker with them. Now let me just go back. Three to six, this warning. And note again, and I'm repeating what I said at the end of the last lesson. Note how Paul keeps contrasting uh, the life and lot of the unsaved with that of God's children. You had it in chapter 2. We had it in chapter 4. Now we have it again in chapter 5. You'll notice that this is the habitual life of the children of disobedience. Now, a believer may fall, but his life is not characterized by these things. Now, I'm not saying that a Christian won't sin. If I were teaching the epistle of John, the first chapter, we would point out, that, that fellowship with God is broken because of sin. And a Christian then confesses his sin to the Lord. He, he must mean business, of course. If he confesses his sin to the Lord, and in verse 9 it says, the Lord will forgive him and cleanse him from all unrighteousness. You see, and I'm, possibly I must say this, when a person accepts the Savior, we receive a divine pardon. 
we receive from God a forgiveness that's perfect and eternal. And their sins and their iniquities will he remember no more forever. Now this, by the way, this is what God does the moment you're saved. It's a divine pardon. And when we stand in the presence of God, there'll be no evidence of our past life in sin. But it's possible for a Christian to sin. And this has to do with our fellowship. Relationship is established at the cross. And I don't mind repeating these things. Relationship is established when we accepted the Savior. But fellowship can be broken and can be restored. This is a daily proposition. And if you and I fail God, then we ought to immediately, the moment we know we have failed God, then we should confess that to the Lord and he's promised to forgive us and to cleanse us. Oh, how we all need this. I say this very frankly, we all need it. How we need to be, how shall I say, sensitive to the fellowship with God. I'm living in a day when oftentimes Christians do things over and over and over again and they rob themselves of a life of fellowship with God. Sin comes in between. And the tragedy today is that sin is no longer sin in the minds of so many people. We are living in a permissive society where sin is no longer sin. Do your own thing. And the result is many, many Christians are living like paupers, spiritual paupers, when they ought to be living for the glory of God. Now notice what he, Paul is very blunt about it. Fornication, uncleanness, covetousness, which afterwards he says is idolatry, let it not even be named among you who are his children. Then he goes on, neither filthiness nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but the giving of thanks. Now, it may be well for me to explain this fact. These are the things that characterize the unsaved man. You see, sin characterizes the children of disobedience. These are the things that characterize them. Fornication, uncleanness, avaricious greed, greed for uncleanness. Foolish talking, that's offensive speech. Jesting, deceitful talk, uh, dirty stories. This is what he's talking about. All these words, by the way, have to do with filthiness and uncleanness of the flesh. He's not talking about telling a joke. But the trouble is the most jokes are dirty jokes. Have to do with filth. And it breaks a man's heart sometimes when we hear a child of God uh, use, the, use the filth of the streets in his talk. We're children of God. See, Mr. Mitchell, I'm not a legalist. I'm not talking about legalism. Because a, person does, because a person gives up some things because they love the Savior doesn't make them legal. I think there's a wrong conception about legalism. Legalism has to do, in the Bible, I'm talking about Bible legalism has to do with people either trying to merit salvation with their works, giving up things, or keeping their salvation by what they do. That's legalism. But a person can give up sin, sinful habits, because they grieve the Lord Jesus Christ. And sometimes we may give up some good things in order to have the best. And how often 
how often the name of the Lord is blasphemed among the sinners of the world because of the lives of his people. Now, these words here all have to do with, 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 with uncleanness, greed, fornication, offensive speech, and dirty tales, deceitful things. That's what he's talking about. Let your mouth be filled with the giving of thanksgiving to God instead of these other things. Then he goes on, verses 5 and 6. For this you know, this you know, that no whoremonger, no unclean person, no covetous man who is an idolater. This is, this is where, where greed comes in and where a life is so full of for greed for material things, it becomes their idol. Covetousness, which is idolatry. And Paul is bringing this up to Christians. He's warning Christians about these things because there are professing Christians at least whose lives are full of greed. A materialistic philosophy has got a hold of them. Some are greedy for material wealth. Some are greedy for unclean things. The lust of the flesh. Let it not be once named among you as become of saints. Then he goes on to say this. You know, no whoremonger, no unclean person, no covetous man who was an idolater had any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Don't you be deceived by vain words. When the man of the world says, well, there's no harm in this. Why, Mr. So-and-so does this and he's supposed to be a Christian? Don't you listen to it. These are vain words. These are the tricks of Satan to cause believers to stumble and fall. Notice in verse 6, because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Sin characterizes, and especially these sins of uncleanness characterize the children of disobedience. But love should characterize children of God. Now, I want you to mark this. The measure of the wrath of God is determined by the sinfulness of that person. The destination of the unsaved is determined by his rejecting the gospel. 2 Thessalonians 1, verse 8 and 9, the wrath of God cometh upon the children of disobedience. What do you say there? He's going to come in flaming wrath, taking vengeance on them that know not God, who obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, someone wrote me the other day about the, the heathen. May I say to you, the heathen are responsible to worship the God who created them. Certainly, God is righteous. He doesn't expect a person who has never heard the gospel, who's never heard the name of Jesus, he can't believe in that whom he hasn't heard. But men have spurned their creator. You remember Romans 1 says, the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so they are without excuse. The apostle Paul could say to the people down there at Lystra, he says, God has not left himself without witness in that he did good, setting seed, time, and harvest. 
Now, one could go on using Scripture on this. Like the 19th Psalm, the heavens declare the glory of God. The permanent show of his handiwork. Day unto day uttereth speech, and night unto night showeth thousands. No place where the voice of creation is not heard. The unsaved man of the who's never heard the gospel is responsible to worship God who made him. And I said this to one man one time. He said, Mitchell, I'm not a pagan. He said, I, I believe in God. I believe in the God who created all things. Well, I said to him, do you worship him? Certainly, you've already declared you believe there's a God who created all things. Do you worship him? And he blurted out, I don't know how. Well, I said, you listen, and I'll tell you. Then I gave to him the gospel of the grace of God. He wanted none of it. See, friend, our, de our destination is determined by our relationship to the Savior. He's talking now to those who've heard the gospel. And if you've ever heard about the Lord Jesus Christ and you've rejected him, you've ignored him, you've been indifferent to him, then the wrath of God's going to come upon you because of your rejection of him. That is, your destination is determined by that. But your life also is going to come under judgment. You remember in Revelation chapter 20, I read the books in the plural. The books were opened, and everyone was judged according to what was written in the books. That's the measure of your judgment. Another book is open, which is the book of life. And everyone whose names were not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Eternal separation from God in darkness. And as the 49th Psalm says, they shall never see light. Terrible thing. I would plead with you who have never accepted the Savior. You put your trust in him. I'm so glad that the Lord Jesus hasn't come for this one purpose, that you might hear the gospel, the good news from God, that God has made provision for you to accept his precious son, Jesus Christ, as your own personal Savior. You receive him as your Savior and put your trust in him. You pass from death to life, out of judgment into Christ. You'll never come into judgment. Christ loved you enough to die for you. But now for his children, for those who have accepted the Savior, who declare that they are the children of God, let none of these things be named once among you as become a saint. Because these things, don't anybody fool you. Don't you be fooled. Let no man deceive you with vain words. But because of these things, the wrath of God cometh upon the children of disobedience. Now the call, the call is in verse, verse 7. It's a call to separation. Be not, do not be therefore partakers with them. You who claim to be the children of God are to walk in love. You are to be a follower of God who is righteous, who is holy, as well as love. And don't be a partaker with their evil deeds. I say it's a call to separation. Not from people, but from sin. You know, the very first step in a walk with God is a walk of separation. You remember in, in, in Genesis chapter 12, now God had said unto Abram, Get thee out from your country and from your father's house. Go to a land that I will show thee. 
And if you follow all the way down through Abram's life, it's a call to separation unto God. Leave your country, leave your kindred, leave your father's house, and I'm going to give you a land. I'm going to give you a people. I'm going to make you a nation. God never asks you to do anything without there's the corresponding blessing attached to it. Even when you come to 13 of Genesis, the call for separation again, and he lost Lot. It's always a call to separation. Don't be afraid of that word. We are separated unto God by relationship. We are separated from sin because of redemption. And why should I as a child of God, live like someone who has no contact with God of any kind. Be not therefore partakers with him. And what? In these sins he's just mentioned from verses 3 to 6. Shall I, as a child of God, as he loves to call us his beloved, shall I live like the children of disobedience? living in fornication, uncleanness, covetousness, filthiness, foolish talking, uh, lewd-tailed, dirty stories, uncleanness, idolatrous. Don't be deceived. God wants you to walk as his child. We are not to be partakers with the lawless sinner or his deeds. We're going to be in trouble. I say that very, very frankly. May I say, my Christian friend, and I want to talk to you very bluntly today, and I'm going to repeat it, what I've been saying. We are living in a permissive society where sin is no longer looked upon as sin. But that's the world. That's what characterizes the world. Sin. But you've received the Savior. You've become a child of God. He's redeemed you out of all iniquity. And he has set you apart unto himself as a people for his possession, as Titus chapter 2 declares. He's redeemed you. He's bought you for himself. And having bought you for himself, he wants you to please him. That's why he left you and me on earth. Why didn't he take us home the moment we were saved? No, he wants us to reveal to the world something of his character, something of his love, of his grace, of his compassion, of his tenderness. What for? That others might come to know him, whom to know is life eternal. So today, why don't you just walk before God, even in a walk of separation? He just wants you to walk with him. Why don't you walk with him today? Enjoy Christ for himself and walk in love even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. And let us live lives that will please God and draw others to the Savior. Now the Lord wonderfully, wonderfully bless you today and may you fall in love with Jesus Christ, our precious Savior.
Thank you for listening to the Unchanging Word Bible Study today. We trust that your hearts have been blessed and encouraged through the study of God's Word. And so until next time, this is the Unchanging Word Bible Broadcast. Life begins at Calvary.